Merry Christmas, everyone. How we doing? All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you know that God is with us, right? And and I mean, now, I'm always kind of the guy, and I grew up being the guy that always wanted to know why. I always wanted to know why, especially when it came to people. When I was little, I wrestled with a lot of fear stuff, so I became a, a ferocious student of human nature. I always wanted to know why people were doing what they were doing, and that way I could kind of anticipate where they were going, and so I didn't have to be afraid of them. And, and it, it just kind of, it was just my nature to always want to know why a system or why a truth. Now, there's some things I, I will just accept if you tell me and I will obey you. If you tell me, don't touch that wire, you'll get electrocuted, I'm good. I don't need to touch it. I don't need to warm up to it. I don't need to learn the hard way. Uh, you tell me, great, cool. But if you tell me something is true... I'm going to dive into it, and you better tell me why it's true. I don't just accept, hey, well, this is a fact. Why is it a fact? Why is it like that? What do we need to know about it, right? So if you have never been here before, I've never got a chance to meet you, uh, I'm just introducing myself to you that I've always spoken very honestly with everyone that I've communicated with. Uh, I don't like anyone telling me uh, bogus stuff. I don't like anyone manipulating me. I don't like anyone, uh, you know playing tricks on me. Just tell me honestly what's going on. And I've always been like that. And so I'm going to tell you honestly what's going on. That means that everything that I share with you today, I really believe. And I really believe that God is here, that God is among us. Now, I I don't know how many uh, kids we have in here, uh, but I'm going to use a little bit of interaction uh, as we kind of go through to keep them involved. Um, and I understand, of course, that if Jesus was here, then he would have given them an electronic device to play with during service. But uh, for those that were left behind, uh, I'll try to keep them interested as we go along. Uh, I'm going to use a fancy word called incarnation, right? Anybody know what incarnation means? Let me give you the, the definition in the dictionary. It is the embodiment of a deity in some earthly form. Now, in Christianity, it means the union of divinity with humanity in Jesus Christ. Anybody feel more clear? No. Incarnation means God showed up on earth. That's it. So did God really show up? Is God really in our presence? Now, uh, either he is or he isn't. I believe that he is. So I'm going to make that argument for you today. And so we're going to begin with a very familiar passage, something that we all call kind of a Christmas story, uh, to let you know that something changed about 2,000 years ago. God got a lot closer. So let's go ahead and read that together. I have different passages. I'm going to put them up on the screen so I can go through them very rapidly, and you can all read them with me. So let me begin in Matthew 1, 18. So now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. All right? Now, so the Bible says God showed up and hung out with us. But that was an even bigger deal then than it is Right now, I mean, if you've grown up in America, you've kind of heard this a lot. You're going through and you're shopping for stuff and you're hearing it over the loudspeaker. That's not new to you. When this first came down, this was earth shattering. Let me tell you why. God has always wanted to be with his people and have them with us, with him, excuse me. So if you ever feel like somehow in your mind, God rejects you, doesn't like you, doesn't want to be with you. That's garbage. As a matter of fact, the whole Bible is one long story of God trying to get next to you and trying to rescue you and protect you and save you. If at any point, apparently I'm choking on everything. If at any point you have been told that God's a bad guy, that's garbage. God's a good guy. God's the defender. God is the protector. God is the, the kind one. God is the one that loves you. God is the one that will move heaven and earth to make sure you're okay. Now, it says that in the beginning, everything was cool. God was with us. But then a bunch of things went wrong and God had to back up. Because we always kind of choose our own way, right? And we're kind of like, ah, God, I can take it, leave you. He's not going to force himself on you. Uh, God wants to be so near us, but he's letting you have a say in this. I mean, you can say, God, I don't want to be next to you. God, I don't want you in my life. God, I don't want you around me. And he's going to back up. No, he's not going to stay gone. Because <laughs> he's going to come back in and go, how about now? How about now? How about now? How about now? Right? I mean, he's, he's kind of like that. But... It said that finally, as God kind of came through history, there came a time when he said, I want to talk to my people. I want to lead my people and guide my people. Well, when he came down on the mountain, he was showing them how big and mighty he is. The mountain's on fire. There's smoke. It's all kind of crazy. And all the people said, Moses, stop God from talking to us. We don't want to hear from him anymore. He's too scary. How about he talks to you, you talk to us. They just told God to back up. If you've ever wondered and you said, man, I feel like God, I wish God was closer. There were times that they didn't want God closer. So he starts, he said, all right. So he backs up. I'll talk through my people. He starts sending them prophets. They didn't want to hear from them either. And basically throughout history, we kept telling God to be quiet He went quiet for 400 years in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And then one day, this happened. God showed up. That's incredible that God would be with mankind. If you remember, the stuff that separates us and him is our rebellion, sin, stuff like that. So God says, I'm going to find a way to keep getting closer to you and closer to you and closer to you. So he puts on skin and shows up. Now, you would assume that if he's going to show up, if God's going to show up, he should come in looking awesome. Don't you agree? I mean, if you're God and you're going to show up, man, I'd come in ripped. I'd come in like all big and massive, right? And and I'd come in all muscly and, and I'd come in like a superhero, right? Minus the leotard. 
I would come in. I would come in powerful and mighty and all that stuff. He shows up as a baby. Now, there's a bunch of reasons why that is. He wanted to live a full life so he could trade his life, his perfect life for ours. That's one of the main reasons. But here's a a benefit. Babies aren't scary. Uh, There's nothing less scary, unless you're babysitting. There's nothing less scary than a little baby laying on his blanket. He's not going to do anything wrong. Not going to do anything bad. You're not in any danger. How incredibly cool and loving is it that God shows up in the least scary way possible? Why? So you could get close. But it wasn't just a little baby. It was God in the flesh. God was here. Now, this is kind of what the Bible says who that baby is. First John 1, it says this. In the beginning was the word. Now, it's getting kind of weird and esoteric, and it's saying there's this thing called the word. Whatever, it'll, des- it'll describe it in a moment. In the beginning, before anything was around, was this person called the word. And the word was with God. Well, in fact, the word was God. Now, all things were made through him. That means whoever this word person is, all of reality he created. So he's pretty awesome, right? And that word put on skin and dwelt with us. That's pretty impressive. Now, no one has ever seen God. If you see God totally, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Trinity, your head would just go and blow up. So you can't do that. Now, no one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, that's Jesus, he has made him known. Colossians says that this little baby was the image of the invisible God. That's crazy. The image of the invisible God. That right there in Jesus, if you ever want to know what God thinks, what does Jesus say? If you ever want to know how God feels, how did Jesus feel? If you ever want to know what God wants for you, what did Jesus say? That's the point. He is the tangible, concrete example of an invisible God. God showed up in the world. Now, this should make a difference. It should be rather unsettling. All right, so let, let's play it like this. Kids, you can hang with me here. Uh, so kids, if I told you there was a tiger in the room, y'all would be nervous, yeah? Okay, y'all have to protect mom and dad, right? So this, if I said, man, there's a tiger loose and he could be anywhere, everyone's a little on edge. If, if I said, oh, there's a snake loose in this room, you know what, I, my anaconda, I lost it the other day and it was... <laughs> I'm sure it's under there somewhere, okay? All of a sudden, everybody's nervous. Here's what I'm telling you. God's in our midst. You're like, yeah, but I can't see him. You can't see the tiger either. God's in our midst. So here's where I think the kids can do better than the parents, all right? So kids, here's what I want you to do. I want you, you to use your imagination because it's better than your parents. And so what I want to do, if I told you... God is here. Can you picture that? If I began to say, let's say he came in through that door over in that corner and God comes walking in. Now you, you can kind of maybe see his form. You can't quite see what he looks like. He comes walking in and he's walking through. What would that even look like? That would be intense, right? That'd be awesome. And the Bible says that 
God kept getting closer to man that even after Jesus, he sent the Holy Spirit. So now all of a sudden through these doors, you have angels coming in. They're lying in the back of the room. God is walking through and everyone he touches. Imagine if he touched you, that'd be crazy. What would that be like? Now, now imagine this, right? So, so if I come in and I'm, and I'm teaching you, right? And at any moment, I can just stop and grab somebody, all right? So I'm running around. The kids are always wondering, oh, I wonder if he's going to come talk to me, right? And then I come through. But here's the cool thing is that let's say anyone I touch, different stuff happens. Miracles break out all of a sudden, right? This is what it's like knowing that God is in our midst. That at any moment when he says, go, we're on. It means that anyone that he wants to touch, he can touch and their whole life can be changed. God is among us. Doesn't matter if you're in the last row, you can be touched by God. Doesn't matter if you're in the front row, you can be touched by God. We are in the presence of God. God has gone worldwide. Now, why did he come? The Bible says in John three sixteen, God loved us so much. God loved us so much that he gave his only son. That's Jesus. That whosoever believes in him will never die, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So right now, let's get in the right mindset. Jesus did not come here today to talk about how messed up you are. Jesus did not come here today to tell you about how quickly you're going to hell. Jesus, Jesus did not come here to talk about your failures. He came here to rescue you, to save you, to make you what he built you to be. And he's here. It also says in the Bible that he came to destroy the works of the devil. If God is real, we can assume that there's also a bad guy, right? You're like, oh, that's all fairy tales. No, not really. It's legit. And if there's a bad guy, he's trying to wreck stuff and God's trying to put it back together. Now, praise the Lord. God's way stronger than the bad guy, right? It says that. What Jesus came to do was to stop things from being broken and start making things right. Do we need to be made right? Yeah, we do. How did he do all that? Romans 5, 6. We'll throw this up on the screen. It says this. For while we were still weak, meaning couldn't do anything for ourselves, we were helpless and hopeless, right? While we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps maybe for a good person someone would dare even to die. But God showed his intense love for us that while we were still haters of him, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have been made right by his sacrifice on the cross, how much more will we be rescued when God's wrath has to come upon the earth? All right. God is here. Something happened when Jesus died on the cross. I don't know if you remember this part of the story, but remember I told you that God can't fully be with us, otherwise we'd all blow up. 
right? So because of that, God always had a curtain in the holy place of the Jews that kept God away from people. He was going, listen, you're not pure enough to handle me. I am righteousness so intense you couldn't handle it. So I'm going to put a curtain to protect you from me. But when Jesus Christ died on the cross, y'all remember what miracle happened? The curtain in the temple was ripped in two from the top to the bottom. Why is that important? Because mankind can't reach to the top. God ripped it. And he said, I'm going worldwide. And the reason why it won't blow you up is because my son can take care of that. But now God's on the loose. Now God is anywhere and everywhere. You go home, God's like, hello. Go into your closet, there's God. You're in the car, there's God, right? He might be nervous about your driving, but he's still there. God is among us. Now, here's what a difference that makes. When Jesus walked this earth, he said, wherever I'm at, it's like heaven. Wherever I'm at, the kingdom of God is. Wherever I'm at, I can do anything I want. I'm afraid of no one and nothing. I can shut down any bad thing. I can make everything the way I want it. I can heal things. I can cast out demons. I can do miracles. Anything is at my access because of the Father has given me that ability. And he began to walk around and do crazy great stuff, right? But what if he's still here? Can that stuff still happen? Are people still being touched? Yes. Are people still being rescued? Yes. Are people still being healed? Yes. Are people still being loved on by God in a tangible way? Yes. Is addiction still being broken? Yes. All these things are true. If God is here, then anything can happen. Let me, let me tell you a little bit about what it looked like when Jesus was walking around. When Jesus was here, hope was reignited. Mysteries were explained. The power of the enemy was broken and destroyed. Boldness increased. Faith increased. Forgiveness was unleashed. Life had meaning and the impossible became possible. Would you agree with me? But what if he's here today? Same thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a list of what I think it looks like when Jesus is in the room. And I think Jesus is in the room. Therefore, when I read each statement, if you agree with what I just said and you want some of that here, I want you to respond. Yes, Lord. It's called interactive. All right. So we're going to play a little interactive game. Kids, you're going to have to lead us out on this one. Right. So all my kids, uh, any kids here, here's the deal. On the count of three, I want you to say the phrase, yes, Lord. All right? One, two, three. Bam. All right. Okay, good. All right. I'm not sure that's all of them, but okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. So kids, each and every time I finish a phrase, we say, yes, Lord. Parents, I'd like you to join us. If you agree that you want more of that, whatever I'm about to say, and you go, man, if Jesus is here, we say, yes, Lord, I want that here. I want that released here. Let's go. Let's more of that. Yeah. If you agree, then you say, yes, Lord, the kids will be with me, whether you're with me or not. I don't know. 
All right, so the kids are with me. Here we go. When Jesus is here, love, fr- love flows freely. Yes, the blind can see. Yes, the lame can walk. Yes, the leper is cleansed. Yes, the brokenhearted are restored. Yes, the lost are saved. Yes, the lonely are brought home. Yes, Light chases away the darkness. Yes, Backs are healed. Yes, Knees are made strong. Yes, Mental illness is made right. Yes, Cancer is cleansed. Yes, Strength rises. People are protected. God's provision rains down. Laughter is light. Addictions are broken. And God is praised. Yes, Lord. There we go. Kids, you killed it. That was awesome. The the parents were pretty good, too. Good job. Here's the deal. God is among us, but he didn't just come to be among us. He came to be within us. Now that's a whole different ball game. It seems like every time God gets closer and closer and closer. Why? Because he made us to be next to us. He made us to be with us. And he knows that whenever he's here, things are good. When he's away, things are bad. So he wants things to be a lot more good in your life than bad. So he wants to dwell within us, to live inside of us. Jesus said, I'm going away. And you got to imagine how heartbreaking that was after they got to walk around God all that time. They got to watch him make everything right. And they were thinking, you can't go away. That ruins everything. And he said, hold on. It's better that I go away because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's God too. And he, he lives within you. And wouldn't it be cool to have heaven, the presence of God, with you everywhere? What if God all of a sudden was inside and he started fixing stuff from the inside of the engine? What if he saw that your history and your hurts of your past, he could fix? What if he began to knit you together in your soul and all those wounds that happen in relationships and the terrible things that people have said about you and the ways that you felt forgotten and abandoned? What if he went inside and began to knit all that together? What if he began to see what the strongholds and the addictions and the, the messed up behaviors were inside our minds and he began to remove them one by one? What if he began to see where there was lack? What if he began to see where there could be more power? What if he began to see where there was more hope, more peace, more love? What if he unleashed his compassion within you? What if he began to make it so in your body, it was like a temple where God was full? Is that possible? That's the whole point. Romans 10, 9. How do we make that true? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the king, that Jesus is the boss of you, that you're no longer in charge, that you're no longer taking the throne, but you'll willingly get off the throne and hand it over to him. If you say, God, I want you in charge, not me. God, I kind of messed up stuff and I'd like you to go ahead and take this. I want you to set the agenda. I want you to set the priorities. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the boss and you believe in your heart that he is who he said he is, that God raised him from the dead and he's not just some guy that died someday, but he's alive and with us, 
you will be saved. For everyone, everyone, not just the good people, not just the smart people, not just the wealthy people, not just the religious people, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. And you're like, seriously, God would really want to be that next to me, that close to me. Yes, really. Let me show you these two verses to you. John 14, 23, Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. That means he'll obey my commands and my father will bless him and we will come to him and make our home with him. You go, oh, that's cool. We got the father and the son. What about the Holy Spirit? Got one for you. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I'll ask the father and he'll give you another helper to be with you forever. The spirit for he dwells with you and will be in you. Whoop! All three of them are in there now. It's crowded. <laughs> but we're not done yet. God not only is around us and among us. God not only desires to be within you. But God desires to move through you. And you become the presence of God to other people. What is the point in God being within you? The point is, is now as you walk around worldwide, his power moves through you to love on and care for those around you. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 5.18. All of this. The rescuing, the delivering, the love, the intense forgiveness, the cleansing, the grace. All of this is from God, who through Jesus Christ made the relationship right and reconciled us to himself. And then he gave us that message to give to other people. The message of reconciliation. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them, and entrusting to us, his children, the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. That means we are now, what? Ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Where we go, what we say, where we move, the kingdom of God becomes present. Why? Because God's in us. We're still normal jars of clay. We just happen to contain the almighty God. Well, because God is making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. What does it all mean? I got a challenge for you. If God is among us, do you want him in charge of your life and with you? We're going to talk about that. But let's say you've done that. I would like to see by a show of hands, everyone who believes that Jesus Christ is Lord of their life and living within them, raise your hand. Okay, that's a huge amount of you. All right. Okay. Here's my challenge to you. You're going to be the only Jesus most people see. And it's time for you to do your job. When you walk out of this place, you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. You are the moving element of his kingdom. That when there is a brokenness in your surroundings, you are the solution. Because you know Jesus and he fixes all things. 
That when there is prayer to be done, it's on you. That when there is a need to be met, it's on you. That when you go out, you bring the kingdom of God with you. That means every one of us, we're not allowed to just sit back and allow our own salvation to be ours. We got a message for everybody else. That we are out there to spread that. We're out there to live in a radical fashion so that other people feel like God showed up. It means that you push past discomfort. It means that you love the unlovable. It means that you do radical, generous giving to other people. It means that you start acting like Jesus Christ. Because I'll tell you this. If there were desperate people in this room and Jesus walked in this room, everyone would have hope. Therefore, wherever you go, they better feel hope that you walked in the room. You understand what I'm saying? All right. But not all of us know Jesus, do we? I mean, not everybody's hands were able to go up. What if you said, everything you're talking about, that sounds right to me. I told you I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to manipulate you. I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm going to be honest with you. And what I believe is, is that the real you, God wants to make true. I don't think that the broken parts of you and the insecure parts of you and the the wounded parts of you, I don't think that's really you. I don't think that all your hurts and pains should have to stay. I don't think that that feeling of not being forgiven and all that yucky stuff from your past, I don't think that needs to remain around. I don't think that your sin should be the biggest part of you. I think Jesus can take care of all that. But you know what? He's not going to force it. You have to decide that you're willing to let him fix you. And if you're willing to do that, then this Christmas is going to be totally different. So here's what we're going to do. Jake, why don't you play for us? We are going to have our prayer team come on up. If I could have the prayer team come on up here, here's why they're here. Now, they're regular folks, but they're trained to love on you. They came here to take care of you. In other words, you're never going to put them out if you say, hey, can I talk with you? Can I pray with you? That's actually the whole reason they're here. They already heard my message before. They're bored. They just want to hang with you. So here's what we're going to do. Every one of them is aware on what it means to start a relationship with Jesus. So I'm going to have us pray here in a moment. And what I'm actually asking you to do is to start a relationship with Jesus Christ right now. What that means is you actually get out of your seat as awkward as it sounds and you come up and hang out with one of these folks and they're going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you, all right? So we're about to do that in one moment. And what I'm saying is that you already know God is around here. If you can't feel that, if you don't know that, I can't help you there. But I'm just telling you, God is here. But I want it to be so much more than that. I want him to go with you and be in you and move through you out into the world. Because I'll tell you what we need, a lot more Jesus around. Amen? And I want you to be everything that he built you to be. He has a design for you. And if Jesus doesn't fulfill all that, it just wrecks the point. He's got more for you. He's got more freedom. 
He's got more joy. He's got more peace. He's got more love for you. He's got so much more to blossom in your life. If that is something that you desire today, I'm going to need you to come up here and pray with us. Let's go ahead and close our eyes and pray together. Just come on out of your seat and come on up here and we'll pray with you. Heavenly Father, we are standing and getting up out of our seats right now. Because we refuse to allow pride or fear stop us. That if we know that you're right, it doesn't even matter what everybody else thinks. All that matters right now is you, Jesus. We need your cleansing. We need your healing. We need your forgiveness. We want you to be in charge. We want you to make us everything that you built us to be. So God, right now, hold our hands and Holy Spirit, walk us up. Because, God, we want to know that our future is secure in your hands. We want to know that we are right with you. We're tired of feeling like we are distant. We're tired of feeling blocked. We're tired of wondering whether or not we're Christians. We're tired of wondering whether or not it's real for us and not just our family. And so help us to get out of our chair and come forward right now. God, you're moving through right now and you're touching all these lies from the little ones to the older of us. You're moving upon our hearts and you're starting new lives right now. That this is the day everything changes. This is the day forgiveness is unleashed. This is the day that we no longer carry the garbage and the baggage of our past. Today's the day we begin anew. Your word says that if we come to you, we can become a new creation, that everything starts afresh and we need a new start. So God, bring us up here. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we are coming out to you saying, yes, God, more of you. Yes, Lord, save us, rescue us, wash us clean. That God, for everyone that has emerged out and stands for you, Lord, I pray that all the way through they would feel cleansed and whole. I pray that you would empower them and strengthen them. Holy Spirit, as you say in your word, fill them all the way up. Every piece that they'll give to you, every open spot in their heart, Allow them to have a hope and a joy and an anticipation and an expectation of tomorrow. Because they're going to walk out of this place ambassadors for God. That they're going to walk from this place as moving ambassadors for the kingdom. God, that you would empower them to do what is necessary to solve the issues. That you would be the one to give them things to give away. That you'd be the one to work through them to give the person a hug or a listening ear that it would not just be because they thought it was a good idea it's because you thought it was a good idea oh god save us today all right everyone keep praying doing their thing let me just talk to the rest of you for a moment our prayer team came here 
because they really, really, really want to meet you at your need. We have more prayer team members up here. If you have anything you want to pray about, you want to pray about, man, my back is so messed up. I'm hurting. If you're going, man, my heart just is sad. You know what? This season, this is just brutal on me. Whatever it is, I want you to be able to come up here and pray with one of our prayer team members, because I'll tell you what, we love you. Uh, This, you walked into God's house and here's what he taught us. You're super important. That's what he told us. And what he told us was we drop everything to minister to you because he loves you that much. And if we are ambassadors for him, you're our number one priority. So we love you and we want you to have a wonderful, wonderful week and an incredible Merry Christmas. And we'll see you next week.